See, for so long we've been a generation of people that know about God but don't know him personally. A generation of people where so many of us were fortunate to grow up in Christian environments, but we didn't understand the greatness of what it meant to be a Christian. We didn't understand the fulfillment or the beauty of what it meant to be a Christian. See, many of us have identified ourselves as Christians because of the environment we grew up in, but never taken the personal decision to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour. See, and I was one of them. Grew up in the church, parents in ministry, always in the church. But I'd never taken that personal step to know God personally. So I knew about him and I identified as a Christian. So on Sunday it was God and Monday to Saturday it was the world. And so today we're going to answer the question, why should I give my life to Christ? If you look at John chapter 4 verse 7, let's read it really quick. From verse 7 onwards, the Bible says, A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you being a Jew ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, the well is deep, where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gives us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Verse 13, Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. So why is Jesus saying to this woman, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again? To answer the first part of the question as to why should I give my life to Christ, I have to take us back to the beginning. Adam and Eve had a perfect relationship with God. They were perfectly in unity with God. They were in unison with God. When they sinned, they surrendered the closeness in that relationship with God. And the Bible says God sent them out the Garden of Eden. They were sent outside of the presence of God. And since Adam and Eve were the beginning of mankind, there's always been a God-shaped void in everybody that came after them. You'll notice that after Adam and Eve sinned, that's when murder started coming in with Cain and Abel. That's when sickness and etc. started coming into the earth. Because once Adam and Eve were separated from the presence of God, mankind has always had a God-shaped void in every single one of us. So when Jesus said to this woman, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, he's saying, you have a void inside of you that can only be filled with me. So if you go after water, and the funny thing with water is that it's something we all need to survive. But Jesus is saying, yes, you need water to survive. But if you pursue the money, if you pursue the fame, if you pursue that career, if you pursue all of these things ahead of me, you will thirst again. Yes, you can get the job. Yes, you can build your money. Yes, you can get married and have your relationship. Yes, you can start your YouTube channel. Yes, everybody can know your name, etc. But if that's your first pursuit, you're going to thirst again. Because these things can't fill the void that was created in the beginning when Adam and Eve sinned and were separated from God. The only thing that can fill the void is God himself. So the only thing that can fill the void is God himself. There's a God-shaped void in every single individual that comes into this planet Earth that can only be filled with him. The funny thing is that as a society, we've been taught to chase after things that can't fill the void. So Jesus said to this woman, yes, you can have what you need, but you're going to thirst again. Yes, you can get the job, but you're going to thirst again. Yes, you think you need that attention, but you will thirst again. If I can get into a relationship, then everything's going to be fine. Okay, cool, but you're going to thirst again. Why? Because that void inside of you that's crying out for attention, that void inside of you that's crying out for love, the void that's crying out for the great job, the money, etc., that void can only be filled by God because we have a God-shaped void and try to satisfy it with natural things. We have a God-shaped void and try to satisfy it with things that only last for a time. So Jesus says to this woman clearly, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. So the first answer to the question, 
why you need God is because there's a void in every man that can only be filled by him. No matter what anybody says, there's always a time in someone's life when they realise there must be more to life than this. It's because what you've been chasing after cannot fill the void. So Jesus clearly says to us, if you drink of this water, you will thirst again. The beginning of all fulfilment and satisfaction starts with Christ because he's the fulfilment of all things. Once you have him, you have the Father, and in the Father you have everything. Until then, you're always going to thirst again. And that's why Jesus tells us this. Verse 14. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. It's funny that this woman was coming to a well with a bucket to get her water. And Jesus says, wait, hold on. If you drink of the water that I'm going to give you, it will become in you a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. He's trying to give this woman a revelation. He's trying to help her to understand. Wait, listen, you're coming from the outside to get water. But once you take of my water, the source of your fulfillment will come from within. It won't come from outside anymore. Yes, God will guide you towards the good job, the family, etc. All the guidance. But Jesus is telling her an important revelation here. That all satisfaction comes from within because once you give your life to Christ the Spirit of God makes home in your heart so everything that you've been looking for is found in God and God makes home in you so all your satisfaction then comes from within all the fulfillment comes from within the guidance comes from within through Christ Jesus the purpose starts to come from within through Christ Jesus everything starts with him so while you've been looking outside Jesus says surrender to me and start to look inside in him this is why it's so important for us to give our lives to Christ because we're always told to search outside for the next thing. And that's why you wonder once you get the relationship, why are you looking for more? That's why you wonder that once you get the money, why are you looking for more? I have everything I need, my friends, my boys, my family, all of this. But then you start to wonder, why am I looking for more? Because of that void inside can only be filled by God. Only. Only. So Jesus tells her very clearly, once you drink of my water, will become a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Instead of looking from without, start to look from within. And another reason, the last part to the answer, why should you give your life to Christ? is found in Mark chapter 8, verse 36. The Bible says, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul is verse 37. What does it profit you if you gain all of these things but lose your soul in the end? The last part to the question is eternity. See guys, the amount of time we live on this planet Earth is not even a fraction of what happens after life because it's eternity, there's no fractions anymore. You can live on this Earth for a maximum of 120 years and that's not even a fraction of the life after death. It's eternity we're dealing with. So Jesus comes to the people and said, what does it profit you, really, if you gain everything in this world but lose your soul in the end? What does it profit you if you have everything in this world but then don't go to heaven in the end? Because you're dealing with eternity. You're dealing with eternity. There are two destinations that man will go to after death on this planet earth. One is heaven and one is hell. Sometimes we say it like, oh, I just pray I get to heaven. But Jesus made it clear that the decision is in your hands. Jesus is always knocking at the door. He's always knocking at the door saying, just let me in. Make the decision to give your life to Christ. Because once you do, you start the journey. But until you make that decision, there's only one of two destinations you can end up in. We're dealing with eternity. And then Jesus says in verse 37 something that's so insightful. He says, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What is that aspect of your life you've been holding on to so much that you say, I can't give up this to give my life to Christ? Some people say, you know, when I settle down and I'm older, then I'll start to take God seriously. And Jesus asks you the question, are you going to give that in exchange for your soul? Are you going to put that short-term pleasure 
as a priority over your eternity. Because there's only one way to the Father, and that's through Jesus Christ. So the man that doesn't accept Jesus Christ as his, as his Lord and Savior rejects the invitation of God. Jesus is always at the door, always at the door, just to say, let me in. Just to say, let me in. Some people might say, you've lived a terrible life, you're not good enough for God. When Jesus died on the cross, he died for everybody. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever believes in him, will not perish but have everlasting life. See, the beauty about giving your life to Christ is that he doesn't expect you to come clean. He doesn't expect you to come with everything figured out. All Jesus wants is your yes, because he's knocking at the door. All he wants is for you to say, Lord, I give everything over to you. Once you make that decision, the grace to turn away from things becomes available. Once you say yes to Jesus, you embark on that journey together. Once you make the decision to say yes to God, and you make the decision to give everything over to him, you start the journey with him. So all Jesus wants from you is your yes. You lay aside the sin, of course. You lay aside this, of course. You, you start to pursue the right things, of course, but that comes with your relationship with God. He doesn't expect you to come clean. He just expects you to come willing.